Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Hello. Welcome to Tell Me Everything here on SiriusXM Progress. My name's Joe Sudbay, guest hosting for John tonight. It's the night of the first Republican debate. And apparently Mike Pence is up there talking about the Trump-Pence administration. One of those members of that administration tried to have the other one hanged on January 6th. I think that that should be discussed, but I know what I want to do right now, though, is get on the phones and hear what you all are thinking. You know, our number is 866-997-4748. Brian in Oregon. Brian, what's going on tonight? Are you watching the debate? Doing, God, I'm not going to watch any of that horseshit. Um, (laughs) It's insane. And Joe, uh, my first thought is none of these weirdos are going to have a chance at the White House. They're all, first of all, they lean fascist. And even Glenn Youngkin, uh, and also he's a all these people are uh, abortion, uh, national yep. bans, types, climate, gun control. I mean, there's a whole litany of reasons these people aren't going to have a prayer to get into the sniffing the White House. It's exact, And you know what's funny? You know who actually said that tonight on Fox News? Jesse Waters. Oh. He was basically like, yeah, these are all the also-rans. So... It's it's a it's it's just a vanity thing or whatever they I don't know what they what they're trying to accomplish except to remind everyone how extreme they are. That's what they're really doing, Brian. I think so, and I think Trump. I'd throw Trump into that myself. I oh, don't think sure, that asshole's sure. got enough. I mean, with <laughs> his uh, whole state, uh, he he's uh, marketing himself as I brought you the end of Roe v. Wade, and then that's yeah. going to get you a long ways. Yep, yep, that's exactly what it is. It's hey, exactly but Joe, what I was it is. remembering um, while I was on hold, how was your safari? You treated yourself to a safari. Uh, was that after Christmas or something? I remember you were Oh, my goodness. And, and uh, you right were bef- off to a safari or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was in December. I, I, something I thought about my whole life. I went to Rwanda and saw mountain gorillas, and then I went. Wow. I was in Kenya. I went to the Sheldrick Trust and saw the. Uh, Elephant orphans that I actually oh, man, donate. I have adopted yeah. one, and then I went out to the Maasai Mara, and it was two weeks. It was like the most amazing, among the most amazing weeks I've ever had in my life. Going to see the mountain gorillas, you get one hour with them, Brian, and it wow. was really one of the most riveting hours of my life. They're so close, and it you, you walk up and uh, it's, it's hard to describe. I. Um, Boy, I could talk well, about it endlessly. And if you ever come to Portland, Maine, if you're ever in this Portland or Washington, D.C., where uh-huh. I am, I will make you watch my one hour <laughs> GoPro uh, of the whole thing. <laughs> well, I'll, I'm blind, but I'll listen to the narrative. 
And okay, I, I, I and I'll describe it for and, you. Uh, and uh, listen to the gorillas. I, I mean, that those gorillas are just amazing. Oh, my God, Brian, they're amazing. And, and I, I would walk through the whole thing with you. It was just really an amazing trip, and uh, I feel very lucky to have done it. Um, I went by myself. Oh. Carlos, my husband, didn't want to go. I remember he, the whole you know, thing. He, I don't know why I remember this minutia, but I remember, I remember the whole story. <laughs> well, with, you know, what's funny is... Um, Everyone in my family has heard me talk about it so much that anytime anyone asks me about it, like you just did, obviously you can tell I get very animated, I get very excited, and yeah. I'm happy to talk. So thank you for asking. Oh, I, and, I've, uh, been, I've been curious, and I forgot all about it. Then last night after I talked to you, I said, oh, God, I forgot to ask Joe about the safari. Yeah, it's good. it was, it so, was, it was amazing. Stuff. I don't think any what? back to politics. <laughs> what a boring politics. And what an interview with uh, Rob... Um, Oh, again, Furchick, I can't remember yeah. his last name. He's fantastic. Furchick, I heard yeah. John interview him a couple of weeks ago when he was in Washington. Yeah, he's, he's great, what a isn't he? I mean, that guy, I would love to take class from that guy. Yeah, yeah. And it was fascinating to hear, you know, I mean, my husband, Carlos, is, like I said, he's, he studies disasters and so and talks about resilience and, and the climate crisis all the time. So it was really fascinating. And to hear that Louisiana is taking the steps on wind, you know, especially a state that is that reliant on oil and gas, as is Texas. You know, Texas is yeah. doing. There's a lot of wind and a lot of wind energy in Texas, and yeah, if we can do it, too. yeah. And look, and Oklahoma was having all those earthquakes because of the fracking. The yeah. people of Oklahoma are going to be way better off with wind energy and cleaner energy. We all are, and we all have to do it. I mean, you know, this summer, are you dealing with smoke out there in Oregon, Brian? Oh, we had smoke. The, uh, yeah, I was uh, did a farmer's market in Portland on Sunday. We drove from here on the coast over there, and you could just smell the smoke, and, you know, it smelled yeah. smoky. And uh, <laughs> we were setting up, and then my uh, I go with my half-brother, and he looked at his phone to get a weather report at home, and all it said was smoke. Yeah, so Jesus. we had a good dose of our own smoke. I think I, it's like, I'm luckily I never smoked, so <laughs> getting a dose of yeah. <laughs> dose of smoke from from uh, the goddamn atmosphere. But uh, it's yeah. it's uh, unbelievable. You know, the poor animals. My God, what, uh, that's what yeah. I'm worried about in Canada. What's going on with all the bears and the yeah. elk and all the you know the whole ecosystem of animals up there? Right. That those fires. It's uh, yeah. it's brutal. It's brutal, it's and and, the, and that's kind of that. you guys. You must have gotten a hell of a lot of smoke from that uh, in Maine. Yeah, you know, um, uh, uh, DC got it. Maine, we only got a little bit because <laughs> Maine, the week that it was really bad, Maine had a cold front off the coast, and it rained oh. every day. So it was quite, uh-huh. quite. The question was, do you want to rain in June? In fog, or do you want smoke? I think most people here are happy with the rain and rain. And the yeah, fog, God, so. we could use it. That's the other thing for us. We haven't our rain kind of cut off for which is really unusual first week of May. Wow. So we we would love your rain. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's gotten it's the summer's been good and my garden I have I, I have a garden in the backyard up here. That's oh, one fun. of the reasons I like coming up in the summer. It's been great. I've never had more luck with my tomatoes, and I didn't do anything this year to help them. <laughs> so oh, God, that maybe just you know, do that. Listen, put them in the ground and wait. Yeah, Brian. It's good oh, to talk yeah. to you. Thanks for calling. And uh, let's let's talk again soon. Uh, let's stay on the phones. Uh, David in Nevada. What's going on, David? Hey, what's up there, Mister Joe? How are you? 
fine, fine. Hey, I was just watching the, uh, the circus. I mean, the things should have been Looney Tunes. <laughs> with these yeah, tunes. how bad is it? it? How bad is it? It's real, it's real bad. I mean, <laughs> honestly, they asked them about the homelessness and crime and everything that went up during COVID under the Trump Pence. So they asked Mike Pence, well, your administration was in during COVID. You know what he went off and said? <laughs> this asshole goes off and says, um, it, it happened because there's not enough police on the street. <laughs> that That's the reason. And it also was, you know, a governmental, uh, uh, the government was not doing what it should. Well, you were the government. Thank you. But, yeah. But I have a quick thing real quick here, uh, Brother Joe. It comes down sure. to this. Everybody's wondering how we deal with Donald Trump. The yeah. Federalists, constitutional scholars, their top three scholars have already said, under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, Donald Trump's name is not supposed to be on the ballot. So yeah. all we do is this. Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and what I've done here in Nevada. You just simply file an election integrity violation report. There's a box that says other. And you have your secretary of state and you tell them, look, Donald Trump has violated Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Donald John Trump's name cannot go on the 2024 presidential ballot in our state. And you must uphold your sworn constitutional duty as the Secretary of State to not put his name on the ballot. Nowhere in there has any of the constitutional scholars said he had to be convicted. It was if you participated in an insurrection yep. or a rebellion. Yep, yep. He's done. You know, because if uh, you don't uh, uh, get those battleground states, you cannot win the presidency. I'll tell you, um, our good friend Dino Bidala, who uh, is on the show before us, actually wrote about this on his Substack today. And he actually included an email. And, and, and obviously, it sounds like in Nevada, you can just go online and, and yes. fill it out. But uh, Dean has provided an email okay. to send to your Secretary of State or Election Board and pointed out. And I think that's a great idea. Last night, Mark in Oregon was asking me about this. And I was thinking about it. And then I read, read Dean's column today and hearing your, what you've done, David. This is exactly right. And look, you know, those Federalist Society guys, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. But you know what? They they don't want Trump on the ballot because they want another Republican. But I don't want Trump on the ballot because he doesn't deserve to be on the ballot because he did exactly what you said. He's, he was part of an insurrection. Um, great stuff, David. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that tonight. Um, let's see. I think Sean in California is on the phone. And I'd much rather talk to Sean than ever watch a Republican debate. Sean, how are you? Well, well, thank you for that. I'm doing fine. And, and yes, I, I have. Uh, so I, I could have predicted everything that they were going to say <laughs> on this thing before it happened. But I have to admit that I, 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 I listened for a couple minutes and I turned it off and listened for a couple minutes. And, and you know, the sad thing, and it is sad. The sad thing about the Republican Party 
they have no ideas to move our country forward. They have right. no ideas to help the American people. And they do have, they have zero courage. I mean, zero. They are cowards. And just saying that Donald bin Laden is a fucking terrorist and tried to end our country and with all of his cohorts, and they can't have the balls. You know, maybe Asa Hutchinson, I didn't want to listen to him or Chris Christie because I feel like, what the fuck you guys up there for anyway? Yeah. I mean, why is Nikki Haley a woman who isn't white? But my goodness, she certainly is making her skin look really white. And Ramaswamy and, uh, oh, my God, Tim Scott. What part do you think? What, what are you doing? You have no chance to win, number one, which is, is I get it. You're trying to win. But you're black. You're brown. You're a woman. And it drives me, you know, crazy that you would even think about, you know, doing this uh, in the Republican Party. But I'll tell you, that's what they're doing. And, um, you know, but today they're trying to overshadow the fact that, you know, there's all these mug shots going to happen. Yep. And by the way, they are America's most wanted, Joe. And I think we ought <laughs> to have a deck of cards. I'm not kidding. We ought to have a deck of cards, and I'm not talking about killing people. I'm talking about a deck of cards. Ace of Spades, Donald Bin Laden, uh, you know, the king of spades has got to be Giuliani. And then you can go Bannon. You can go, you can just go down Meadows, and, and you keep going down the list. But anyway, that's like, I mean, we're at that point right now. And let's not forget, as much as those clowns are on the stage at Fox, Trump is talking to Tucker on Twitter somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, apparently he's getting a lot of views. And it sounds like that conversation is as batshit crazy as you'd expect. I mean, the, you know, you've got Tucker Carlson, who was the leading purveyor of the Great Replacement Theory when he was on Fox. Right. When, you know, and this is a party that's adopted the Great Replacement Theory, as our, our guest Brick. Pinkowski was talking about last night, which is also why, you know, when they say you will not replace us and Jews will not replace us, there are three people oh, wow. on that stage who are included in that. Um, they may think that they're safe, but they're not because it's the white nationalists don't really make if you're not white and you're not Christian, you're not one of them as much as you want to pretend you are. And that's not me saying it. That's them saying it. Those what those guys in Charlottesville were chanting. You will not replace us. Jews will not replace us. That's become, you know, standard fare for the Republican Party. They all spew it. They, when they talk about invasions. Party. Right. That's our party. That's and by the way, in this whatever Tucker Klansman uh, interview, which I will listen to eventually, um, you know, you know what Donald bin Laden's going to do because he cannot resist, which is incriminate himself even yeah. more. I mean, yeah. I he cannot not do it. I mean, right now he's shitting bricks. I don't care what anyone says. Um, you know, I always thought he wasn't um, when all this stuff happened for all these years since New York, by the way. This isn't like it's some new criminal enterprise. This is what this guy is. He's a grifter and a moocher, 
and he's used the bankruptcy laws like, you know, he claims people use abortion. You know, that's how sad it is. But now, guess what? Everyone caught up to you, man. Everyone caught up to you. So right now, you know, all that nonsense you're talking about, your attorneys who you can't afford to pay are saying, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he doesn't listen to them. And I have to tell you, it is... Uh He'd be the worst client, right? Because he's smarter than everyone in his own mind. But, Sean, you've probably heard me say this before. He got his legal training. Where did he get his legal training? From Roy Cohn, oh, the lawyer for the mob. Right. And But I was reading somewhere today that, uh, and someone made a good point, you know, uh, mob bosses would never have made the call themselves to the uh, secretary of state in Georgia. That was like a mob boss call. But mob bosses weren't that stupid because they think the case, right. the, the, call, the call was going to be recorded, which it was. And they think, uh, you know, that's too much. They'd have some underling do it in a more roundabout way. But Trump is such an egomaniac and he's gotten away with shit for so long. He made the call. Now, he calls it a perfect call. I think, you know who it's a perfect call for? It's a perfect call for Vonnie Willis to prosecute him under the laws that she's prosecuting under. And by the way, I agree with Dean and all the other hosts talking about, you know, Donald bin Laden uh, having a rally who um, is out on bail. Yeah. I mean, I think that needs to be repeated a billion times because he's yeah. out on fucking bail. And by the way, yeah. I am very disappointed with the Secret Service as now we learn all the you know, things. And by the way, he is a flight risk and he should be detained. And I don't think his plane could get his ass out of this country. So and I don't think uh, Vladimir Putin is very happy with them for losing that election and with <laughs> everything that's going on there. So there's all these dynamics going on. So, you know, Donald bin Laden is in a bad place, and I'm happy that he is. Because in our country, if you fuck with the United States and you try to take the United States down, you're going to get fucked. Well, and also what we know, I mean, yesterday Trump wrote on True Social about taking his plane that's emblazoned with Trump, go to Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, I don't know if you've kind of pissed off Vladimir Putin for some reason, you probably shouldn't be flying around uh, Russia because uh, somebody found that out today. Uh, Prigozhin yeah. found that out today, Sean. And, and, and the Secret Service, I, I think for everyone who doesn't know, um, crew, citizens for um, responsibility and ethics in Washington, actually got emails from the Secret Service, internal Secret Service emails that showed that there were special agents in close contact with Oath Keepers leader Stuart Rhodes, Hello. and they downplayed his extremism. They downplayed his, uh, you know, violence. They downplayed all of it. Secret Service downplaying him Back and saying money. that, you know, that's Jesus Christ. Back that is money. that. Absolutely. So really important um, revelation today. Uh, one of the guys was claimed to be the official, unofficial liaison to the Oath Keepers and that they were really there to uh, oppose leftist groups. That's not what they were do. They were racist, anti-immigrant and violent. And we saw it on uh, 
January 6th. And Stuart Rhodes is going to spend a lot of time in prison. And uh, I wonder if he's still in communication with his buddy from the Secret Service. Sean, it's always great to talk to you. We covered a lot. We covered a lot today, (laughs) my friend. And uh, thanks for the call. And uh, keep in touch. We'll talk soon. Uh, We're going to take a break here on Tell Me Everything. We'll be back in just a few minutes. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome back. I want to hear what you have to say here on Tell Me Everything. So we're going to get on the phones right now. Bill in Orlando. What's going on, Bill? Good, Joe, good evening, my friend. Good good mugshot evening and, and, and a sad <laughs> day in South Carolina. I must say it really is uh, really right. a, sad, well, you know, a sad day. It's a sad day and it's the right. same law that you have in, in Florida. You know, that they are yes. so proud of that. Although your governor really didn't want to talk about it last night, which was interesting. He was so smug when he signed the bill, the six week abortion ban. But last night on the stage, he didn't yeah. really want to talk about it. Well, the, the thing is, you, you brought up our friend Nana Eskamani. And, and I'll always take like, I'll begin one th- good thing here. I will always take credit for it because I remember t- talking to you several years ago with, with candidate Nana Eskamani. And I, I mentioned her to you, and the rest is history. So that is my gift to SiriusXM, mentioning her name <laughs> well, all those years ago. You know, she truly is. A, she's a gift to. She's a gift to all of us. And um, I know someday she's going to be uh, at a. You know, she's a state representative right now, and you need her in Tallahassee. She's really doing a lot of organizing for the constitutional amendment to uh, put abortion rights on the ballot in. 2024. So she's she's a well, gem for the whole country, I think. I, I hope she runs against Turkey Ricky Scott. That's my hope, Joe. I, I hope that she's considering it. I see uh, there are other Democrats, but next year for you know, I, I, well, I hope she would consider it because she's a lock here in central Florida with the young people. She's a lock. And, you yeah. know, we got to We got to focus on that. But the one quick thing is the, the the Florida Supreme Court in September is going to. They are still considering the 15 week ban. Now, right. if they if they right. shit can the 15 week ban, it, it'll go to the six week. So we're still on a yeah. 15 week, which is still shitty. But you know that that's the reality here. And um, you you talk about the ex felons voting. You know, there's a million and a half of them here that should have the right to vote. You know, automatically, but. Because we voted, we gave them the right in, what, 2018, I think we voted for it, giving yep. ex-felons the right. And there's still shit on because 
you know, we had a we have a generation of governors here. I was thinking about it from Jeb Bush all the way to 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 knock on wood here, the knock on wood character. And, you know, where is he tonight? We got a storm headed for us here. So climate change is a whole lot of things I could go on and on. But, you know. Uh, the, the generation of governors here that have just shit on people, you know, voting rights. I mean, you know, women's rights, all of these governors and, and the legislature. And we we need young people like Escamani, our friend, and, and the young people here. I'm putting the onus on them because I've, I've said this before, Joe, I've lived my life. I vote for the young people in the future now. I'm voting for them. I support Escamani, Planned Parenthood, things like that. I can go on and on. But. You know, that's that's where I'm at. That's that's my focus. What do you think? Well, you have some great young leaders in your state too, Anna and um, Maxwell Frost. Um, Maxwell, yeah. Uh, just he's terrific. And um, then you have people like um, Carlos uh, Smith, who's running again. Yeah, Smith. And then there are yeah. great people like Brandon Wolf, who works at Equality Florida, has just written a book. I got to interview him. There's a lot of great young leaders in the state. And I just want to remind everyone, um, the Voting Rights Restoration for Felons initiative passed with almost 65 percent of the vote in 2018. The voters of Florida said do it. And the legislature came back and said, well, we're going to limit it. We're going to create conditions. We're going to do this. We're going to do that because they don't want people participating in the process. You know, that's why Glenn Youngkin's doing what he's doing in Virginia. They don't want people participating in the process because the more people vote, the less they're going to win because they have no ideas. And Bill, that was on full display last night. They don't have a goddamn yeah. good idea among all of them. So one, one quick thing about for, la- one, sure. one quick. Well, I was going to say one quick thing about last night. They were all wore blue suits and red ties. They mimicked all the men. They all mimicked Trump. And I just want to give a shout yeah. out to the people in Hawaii. Let's not forget about the people in Hawaii because there's still you know, two weeks later now, it, it's after the fire there. I just want to give them a shout out and and, and we, they can't be forgotten, still, you know. Still yeah, so many people Thanks, missing. Joe. Still, yeah. Thanks for the call, Bill. It's always good to talk to you. Let's just go in order to see who else is next. Stephen in Kentucky. Stephen, I didn't get to you last night. I apologize. I'm so glad we're going to talk tonight. How are you? Oh, no, it's all right. I understand. Um, I'm doing all right. How are you this evening? I'm all right. I'm all right. All things considered. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I was calling tonight because I was uh, watching The Young and the Restless this afternoon, and they interrupted my soap opera with Trump's ordeal. You sit there and try to get away from it, and then it sneaks up on you whether you want it or not. (laughs) So I'm watching this, and I'm wondering why it is that they're allowing him to leave Georgia. When he has stated publicly on his uh, page, his whatever the hell he's on, he sits there and says that he's he's flirting with the idea of leaving the country. Uh, so why not hold him there? And I've seen these mugshots of him. Boy, he looks so evil on those mugshots, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, he I, does. It, you know he, what? He looks like he's ready to kill somebody. It's exact, and I think that's the look he wants them to. Um, to I think that's the look he wants. Um, Ruth Bangiat, who uh, you know is an expert in authoritarians and propaganda, she's been on this channel many times. You see her on MSNBC. She actually 
um, shared the picture. She retweeted Caitlin Collins from CNN and she wrote, I expected this baleful gaze. It's for his supporters telling them he will never give up. It's also for his enemies telling them vengeance awaits. And, and I, I agree well, you with know that, what? but there's also, there's also something like comical about it, too. It's almost cartoonish. It's, it's such an attempt to be evil. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I think the thing is, this little attitude is getting a little old, quite frankly, this, this spoiled yeah. brat attitude of his, because the fact is that, um, you know, just like this whole crap about two-tiered system of justice, give me a break. If you or I did what he did right now, we'd be in custody, we would be. There would be no questions asked. And for him and for him to get up there and say, oh, oh, the Republicans are doing this, they've been using that excuse since Richard Nixon with the Southern strategy and the liberal media and all of this other crap that they've been engaging in since that time. It's like it's the same script. It's the same tired old script. And the thing is that, you know, I might warn these MAGA hats or whatever the hell they call themselves. The fact is, you know, if you all decide to listen to this man, look at what happened to January the 6th. Do you, some of those people are in prison right now. He's not oh, going to help you. He's not going to no. help. He's not going to help them. He's going to chew you up and spit out your bones and not feel a thing. That's just who we're dealing with. I know it's hard for people to wrap their heads around this in this country because we'll sit here and bitch and complain that crime runs rampant in D.C. But at the same time, many of us are not accustomed to actually having somebody so diabolical in that office. Well, I've got news for you all. We do have this, and I'm going to tell you something. I've said this on Fugle Sang's show before, and I will say it again. It will be an irreparable mistake. This time around, this is a second chance for us to make things right. We didn't do this with Richard Nixon, with Gerald Ford. Now we have to indict this man. I don't give a damn what anybody says. The fact is, if he's not indicted, then we're going to have a dictatorship because I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be another one that's going to come around, and they will do the same thing. And people think that I don't know what I'm talking about. I do. I know exactly what I'm talking about with this. And he, he make no mistake, uh, DeSantis and all these people, and he's I was talking with Michelangelo this afternoon about DeSantis. He's just, uh, he, he is, uh, Trump is a lunatic, but DeSantis is truly an opportunist, is what he is. And I'm glad that he's falling flat on his face. I knew he was a loser from the get-go. I was saying that on John's show. There was something about him. And I said the same thing about Trump, um, Joe, back in 2015, when he came down that staircase, I, I'm a Scorpio. We have a sixth sense about people. And when I saw Trump, there was just something very intuitive within me that said, this man is evil to the core. There was just something about him, the way he, uh, you know, the way his demeanor and his body language and the way he talked. You know, I just, I don't know. And I hate to say that I was right about this for the country's sake. But like I said, we do. I, I went through an illness for 16 years. I've talked about this before. And if I can overcome my illness, when people said I would never recover, this country can recover. He wants us to believe we can't recover because he's an abuser, he is. It's like a victim-abuser relationship. He wants us to believe we need him. No, he needs us. 
just like Putin needs him. And it's time that we go ahead and cut off the blood supply and we let this uh, let him fend for himself. I, I tell you what, Joe, I'm going to say this, too. Richard Nixon lost his Secret Service protection after he resigned. And I, th- I say I move that Donald Trump lose his as well. Why should we put the bill for this son of a bitch? He wants to betray this country. Let him betray the country on his own. He, has, I, he well, shouldn't be getting my money or your money or anybody else's money. He hates us so much. He's such a misanthrope. Then I suggest he find another way to pay for it on his own. Maybe his uh, MAGA supporters can do that for him. I don't know. I don't give a damn at this point. That's his problem. Uh, he and he is fucked problem. with the wrong people in this case he has because we as a country are not going to take this this lying down any longer. And I tell you what, I hope he rots in prison. I really do. I hope that he does. And I also hope that he they force him to get mental uh, psychiatric help in prison because he certainly needs it. He is the poster child for why we need mental health care reform in this nation. Stephen, you have just nailed it once again, as always. It's why I love talking to you. And uh, I appreciate, appreciate. I'm glad we get to speak tonight. Thank you, my friend. You take care. You take care, too. And take care of yourself. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few minutes here on Tell Me Everything. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on, because you know I love it when you do. Hello, and welcome back to Tell Me Everything. I'm Joe Sudbay. Let's get right back on the phones. See who's next. Michael in the Bronx, my friend Michael. How are you tonight? Hi, Joe. I promise I call back. So much going on today. First off, he finally surrendered, and the mugshot is going all over social media. And I came up with a little joke earlier today as we were anticipating the arraignment, if you want to call it that, or the booking, I should say. And you remember back in The Wizard of Oz, if you've seen the movie? And you recall it many, many times. (laughs) Yeah, and you recall the Wicked Witch flying over the land of Oz doing... um, a smoke message in the sky. It says, surrender <laughs> Dorothy. Yes. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Well, we need to remake the movie and revise that message saying, surrender Donald. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he did. That's the terminology. He surrendered today. Yeah. He surrendered. Because what's interesting, Michael, 
I saw some of the legal types on TV talking about this. The fact that he, like, you know, he's so defiant and uh, this is so unjust. But you know what? He showed up because he knew, he knew Fannie Willis was going to send the police for him and haul his ass down there by himself. And he wouldn't have been able to fly on his jet with the big motorcade and having um, cable news follow it. So he surrendered. And, and let's, let's remind everyone, let's use that terminology too. Trump surrendered today to get, yeah. to get and, booked. And, he, and, you know, he's already has enough problems. The racist being that he is, you know, he cannot cross uh, a DA of color. He cannot cross a judge of color. Two of people, both black females, they're really going to kick his butt. He gets <laughs> out of line with them or gets out of line and dis- disobeys their orders. And the other thing is that I heard about the debate last night, which I classify. I didn't watch it. I was out anyway, but I knew it was going to be a repeat of previous GOP debates. And I call that the classic song from Blue Magic Sideshow, if you remember that song. And I heard about the exchange between Jen Psaki, whom I adore. She is 100% spot on. And Megyn Kelly, who forever has a credibility problem. And and some Republicans said that uh, Democrats favor abortions even up to the moment of birth which is a total crock of bullshit, as you well know. And Jen Psaki said there is no Democrat that supports abortion up to birth. And then Megyn Kelly says, yes, there are. But none of them, none of the GOPs were able to come up with a name. None of them. But here's the rebuttal to the Republicans' claim. Because you remember I said every time... Republicans make a false accusation against us Democrats. The fact check and investigation and reality shows it's them committing the atrocities. So where am I going with this? It's not the Democrats that support abortions up to and up to the moment of birth. It's the Republicans. And the proof I have, they still refuse to do a damn thing when it comes to gun violence, the gun massacres, the time and again of domestic violence and domestic terrorism, and amongst the victims of all these atrocities are exactly women, expected mothers, and the unborn. Where the fuck are you Republicans now? No, you keep pushing for this shit going on and on and on. And we get further injustices, we get further casualties, and not one fucking word from you damn Republicans, except you always want to trivialize abortion. You always want to control women's minds and women's bodies, and you keep tending to forget it was women that brought your asses into this world. Remember the words from Janet Jackson's song, New Agenda, if it weren't for our mothers, there would be no brothers. If it weren't for our sisters, there would be no mistress. Start respecting the women and stop abusing them. Michael, now, you know, um, when, I, let me, when I was talking to uh, Ann Warner from South Carolina, from Wren, talking about their new abortion ban, pointed out that, you know, South Carolina has the eighth highest maternal mortality rate. 
The other states yep. are Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, Louisiana, Georgia. They all have those harsh abortion bans. If they cared about babies, if they cared about women, they would work on that instead of abortion. And I just want to mention one other thing. A couple of weeks ago in State of the States, I had on Representative Anita Samani from Ohio. So she's actually an OBGYN who sits in the Ohio legislature. And I asked her, what's it like when she hears Republicans? And she talked about this very issue. She said they talk about abortions up to the you know, like live. She said, that doesn't happen. It's not even true. She said, if you get to a point where an abortion has to happen, a late term abortion has to happen or later in in the term, it's because the baby is dead. It's not going to be living or it's going to endanger the mother's life. It's some horrific, horrible situation. And she said she tries to explain it as an OBGYN for 30 years, Michael, and these Republicans uh-huh. don't care. They lie to her face and they tell her she doesn't know what she's talking about. 30 years being an OBGYN. That's the level of respect they have. There's none. None. It's, it's absolutely despicable. And as I have pointed out, the stuff that these Republicans are perpetrating, they are the number one cause for these kinds of calamities that they expect the mothers face. So don't blame Democrats. Blame yourselves, as your late Herman Cain said. I don't even know if I have enough time to indicate um, the other thing that I was talking to you about the other oh, night. Oh, Jesus, you know Rudy what? We're going to talk about something else, Michael. And, and we've, we've been going for 10 minutes, but we both got on our rants. And this was a, this was a good rant. It, it's just about the top of the hour. We'll talk again, though, because you have stories. You always do. And the other thing you always do is you always bring those musical references in. And I, it just puts things into such perspective for us, my friend. I, uh, I appreciate the call tonight. It's always good talking to you. And uh, thanks for checking in again. And I'm going to get back on the phones right when we come back here on Tell Me Everything. Hey, all. Glenn Kirshner here. Friends, I hope you'll join me on my audio podcast, Justice Matters. We talk about not only the legal issues of the day, but we also talk about the need to reform ethics in our government. Here's one example. The oath of office. You know the one. I do solemnly swear to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Let's add 22 words to that oath. Quote, and I will promptly report any instances of crime and or corruption by government officials and employees of which I become aware. Friends, our democracy is worth fighting for. Join us in this fight because justice matters. Look for Justice Matters wherever you ordinarily find your podcasts. Hello, and welcome back to Tell Me Everything. I'm Joe Sudbabe. You know, talking about Chris Christie, it's one of those things. I don't like Chris Christie, but it was kind of funny to watch him slice and dice Vivek last night, just the way he did to Marco back in 2016. And he actually joined Morning Joe this morning to vent about what it was like sharing a stage with someone who, I know his name is Vivek Ramaswamy. 
And I just have to say, I just feel like he's kind of smarmy. There's just something so smarmy about the guy. Anyways, let's play a clip of uh, Chris Christie this morning. By about 15 minutes in, I had already had enough (laughs) of being told that for somebody who, like me, sacrificed seven years of my life being a United States attorney for New Jersey, then another eight years being governor of New Jersey that I am bought and paid for by anybody especially by a candidate like Vivek, who, you know, in his book that came out last year, said Donald Trump's conduct on January 6th was reprehensible, plain and simple. Now he says, I didn't say that. No, I'm not saying you said it. You wrote it. Or whoever wrote your book for you wrote it. (laughs) So that is Chris Christie is good at that. And I, you know, I have to say, He's talking about how he sacrificed his life for seven years as U.S. attorney and then eight years as governor. And then he literally almost sacrificed his life because he was doing debate prep for Donald Trump in 2020. And Trump gave him covid like Trump gave him covid. Trump knew he had covid and still did debate prep with Chris Christie, who ended up in intensive care for seven days, literally almost killed him. So he literally almost sacrificed his life for Donald Trump. And now he, of course, is the great, you know, the the guy who is like telling everyone how horrible Trump is. I mean, you know, go ahead, Chris. Well, Joe, I was thinking about it. And like, I mean, that's his uh, superpower right now, but it's also going to be his kryptonite because. Yeah. As these like, you know, so he did it to Marco Rubio. He's been talking up a storm how he's not afraid of Trump. He did it to Vivek Ramaswamy. So now he's the guy who does this, right? He's the guy where like this is his bit, being callous and calling out uh, fellow Republicans on the stage. But it's going to get tired and he's going to have to like, that's why he's not, I mean, no one thinks that he's going to be the president, right? But like, That's how you know for sure, because he's going to at some point need to pivot to actual things that he'd want to do or like talk about policy and even in a minor way, even in a bumper sticker kind of way or else or else he'll be branded as just the guy who comes to the bully, the, the, the you know, what I mean, like the the, the 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 bodyguard, the security, the bouncer who comes in and it's going to get old. And so when he shows up to a debate and people are like, oh, here comes the bouncer, here comes Chris Christie with one of his things. You know, there's always that moment where people start laughing at the bully. And I think that'll happen. Yep. It'll probably be around the time Donald Trump shows up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I feel like this is the and, and from my perspective. That's the only thing he's good for. And I'll take it. And I, I again, he's not going anywhere. He gets booed. He gets booed because the essence of this, Chris, is it is Donald Trump's party. Like last night on that stage, they, some of them offered minor critiques. Christie did. Nikki Haley did Nikki a little Haley. bit. Yeah. But by, but they, by and large, and Nikki Haley, I mean, let's just say, you know, there were media reports today. Oh, she was the sane one. Oh, she, come on. Sane compared to what? She, on that stage? She got a lot of credit uh, for just a, for, for her, her line about the $8 trillion the Trump administration added to the deficit. Yeah. Uh, over his over his four years, so everybody's just like, oh, she called him out, but it's like all she did was 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 acknowledge the truth. 
That's all she did. Yeah. So like she, she slammed Trump by not lying for Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's how low <laughs> the bar is in that party right now. That all you have to do is say like, yeah, the sky is blue, and people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think you're a truth teller in the Republican Party. I don't think you're a Republican God. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, today she proved her Republican bona fides by saying that 65 is too young to retire. <laughs> Who the <laughs> they all talk about how they're champions of working people. And their idea for working people is work until you die, work until you die. And it's just it's so maddening. Anyways, let's get on the phones because I want to hear from some of our listeners. Uh, Mike in Florida. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, how you doing, Joe? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Hey, listen, I got a couple things. One, on that stage last night was a bunch of, of I want to be vice president for you, mm-hmm. dear Donald. That's all that was, was audition to be vice president. That's all those what those boys were doing. Did you notice when they uh, when they asked, uh, would you pardon Dorfuhrer uh, uh, if he got convicted of all these crimes? Would you pardon him? How down that line, except for Christie and uh, and except for Christie and the former vice president, every one of them, well, a, fr- a few of them immediately put their hands up, and then a couple of them. Sheepishly looked down the line to see what everyone else was doing, and then they slowly put their hand up. Did you see that? I was here, so I didn't have to watch it, Mike. But I saw some of those clips today. I yeah. didn't, I didn't and, watch um, the debate. I, I didn't watch the debate myself. I saw that on yeah. Morning Joe uh, afterwards. Yeah. But that yeah. that but that yeah. photo that 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 uh, that that son of a bitch did. Um, when he turned himself in for his crimes and photoed uh, that what he did there, that photo reminded me, do you remember from Star Wars Palpatine when he was sitting there trying to tell Luke to kill his father, Darth Vader, and he was sitting there and he was all looking all sinister? That's what that photo reminded me of because because that son of a bitch wants to, wants to put out to all of his all of his minions there in the MAGA morons that what a sinister guy he is. And he wants to show them what a, you know, what a sinister guy is. He's always been amongst all the other thing. He is a racist son of a bitch that he is. He's always been going on with a, try to show everybody what a tough guy he is. Don't wear mask. You know, when, when he was promoting, uh, when he was promoting everybody to die in the COVID-19 by having all these uh, rallies when and when he knew that this thing was a virally... Go back uh, to church. We're, we're going to spend Easter in church, everybody. It's safe. Yeah. We're going to go Absolutely. right back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Because, right. you know, I what kills me is that he has all these people uh, that are, that are they, 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 they're going to vote for him, and he caused... By him sitting on his ass for three months and doing fucking nothing to solve this COVID problem, he caused, I'm not going to say he caused over the whole million plus deaths, but he certainly caused many more deaths in the tens of hundreds of thousands of more deaths 
in this country than what had to happen. And surely, surely, he he should be charged for murder for causing the deaths of the people in this country for COVID-19. And I I don't know why that the people who had lost parents, that lost husbands, that lost wives, that lost children, aren't putting a class action case against that motherfucker and charging him for, for, for the loss of their loved ones. And he he mocked it. He mocked, you know, I, I, what is so vivid for me, I remember. Remember how he used to do those press conferences every day and the science people, you know, would just sit behind him and, and just look like they were, you know, stricken. They're, and the one day when eyes, he said, roll their eyes. Yeah. And then he wants to and, and, tell that one woman, oh, yeah, well, maybe we can inject bleach, you know. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then and then he still like fucking, he's tens of millions of people still voted for him. Tens of millions of people know, still voted for and would and again. Now you got this, and now you got this son of a bitch here in Florida. This governor want to try and try and be, uh, become his vice president because that's all he is. He's yeah. so far behind. If he was running a race, he'd be running in the other direction. But anyway, this guy <laughs> wants to now uh, change the history of the, of the United States and try and claim that that the black folk in this country benefited by being a slave how the fuck do we want to even have this guy running any political office you know and then when he gets called out by black republicans he tells them they're siding with kamala harris over him that's the kind of asshole he is thanks for the call tonight because you hit all the right points and we needed to hear it thanks my thanks for the call um uh, tonight, uh, Mike from Florida. Oh, man, we are coming up to the top of the hour. This show has gone so fast tonight. It's really... <laughs> wow. Anyways, let's get back on the phones. Mark. Mark, are you in South Dakota or San Diego? Where are you calling from, Mark? South Dakota. South, South Dakota. Dakota. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah. So, uh, well, one uh, one to kind of point of clarification, uh, Governor Christie is correct. It's pronounced Vivek. Uh, Vivek? Okay. A while back. I, I'm not going to be a Vivek. Like, we're so used to, like, people. Vivek. Uh, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just saying, like, we've dealt with so many people intentionally or just not even bothering to pronounce the vice president's name right. So it's kind of just a, you know, be better sort of thing. So if we know it's that way, kind of, you know, at least pronounce it. He's a douchebag. He's, oh. like, you know. You know, ring them on the phone, yeah, yeah. You like, you know, pick on his name or whatever. But, uh, oh, yeah. No, no. I, I actually, I have, a, I have a friend who spells his name that exact way, and he, he calls himself Vivek. So I, I was just doing uh, it based on what my friend's name was, and uh, I, thought, I thought it was pronounced the same way. So thanks for that, because I, I, I didn't know yeah, he pronounced I, it differently. Yeah, I swear I heard on POTUS that, like, they did an interview, and he, like, made a, a vague, like, cake or whatever. So it, I guess that's... Okay. I remember because yeah, that's obvious thing like with a boot edge, like boot edge, edge or whatever stuff. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, like, uh, I listened to a good chunks of the debate last night because I'm a statist. But uh, <laughs> and I, I and I then I listened to, like especially when you had Signorelli on, and anyway, like he was making a joke about how like you know people like the just the oh we must repeal Bidenomics. He's like just saving tax, and I just 
and then kind of Chris alluded to something either, and it's just I, the thing popped into my head. Like it, it's too late to do it now, but what we need to get going for 2028 is like maybe like if we can get like a maybe one of these actors that are like you know maybe if they're about to lose the house, whatever, just like kind of create like a Stephen Colbert type character on like YouTube or TikTok or something, and just kind of become a a full right wing influencer, and then because the other thing that sparked my idea is that like uh, Governor Burgum, like the only he bought his way, like uh, apparently like. He, he's like a complete non-factor, but he did some trick to get the so many individual donors thing or whatever that, that, that qualify. And so if like, we got like a whole bunch of people to like have this person, like kind of establish a base and then run for president as like, kind of like a, a phony camp, like a, like a dark, I don't know what you want to call it, a Manchurian candidate sort of thing yes. or whatever. And then, like, basically just have them te- say the truth, but with it, with a straight face. So, you know, like, you know, say, like, oh, you know, the evils of Biden, you know, the Bidenomics, you know, like the, you know, all, you know, just tell the benefits, make it sound like it's a bad thing and keep a straight face. Or, like, do the whole, uh, <laughs> like, uh, basically say the quiet part out loud about, like, you know, yes, like, you know, the only lives that matter are fetuses. And once they're not, you know, hell with them. <laughs> just basically just kind of make a joke of it. To like expose like pretty much that whole bubble like it's just a huge bubble like you know it's a cult you know they I like that. you know they're, they're not used to logic and reason and it's, it's I just any way that we can like kind of make whatever flicker of a light bulb go on in some of these brains is I'm for it you know or at least we'll have Dude, a good laugh in the meantime. Thanks to Bidenomics, more Americans are working than ever before this century. Too many, in fact. We need more Americans <laughs> on the door. And if you elect me, I promise you, I will set us right. Chris, you might have a future. <laughs> Mark, you might have created a monster with our, yeah, with our executive producer, it. Chris. I'll wait, do wait, it. Wait, wait, let's start a GoFundMe to get, you know, uh, you know Chris, uh, just get him registered. As he's from South Carolina. That's enough bona fides, you know. It's like <laughs> It's just so like ridiculous, like, you know, they'll, they'll it just like say the truth, you know, it's like if you say the truth, but if you like say it with like a, like a wink and a smile, it's like the old, like, you know, only just the jester tells the truth kind of thing. And it's, just, <laughs> it's like, you got to deprogram the cult somehow. And like, worst case scenario, they win. <laughs> <laughs> What's that movie with uh, Robin Williams? Like Man of the Year, where, where like, he's like a comedian who runs the president. Yeah, it's like, a great idea, Mark. On our side <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> thanks for the call tonight, Mark. And that's a great way to end the show. I just really want to thank Chris and Thea again. Always, always love working with them and our terrific guests tonight. Thank you to all of our callers, to all of our listeners, everyone who tweeted. I'm Joe Sudbay. This is Tell Me Everything here on Sirius XM Progress.